Hi, this is Desrita Jackson with the Black Hair Conspiracy. This series, I really wanted to talk to you about intentions. And you guys are going to have to start paying more attention to the intentions behind a product. Not what they market, not what they say to you, not what they're trying to sell you, but the intentions behind it. And the reason why I say that is because it is the intentions that's going to get you at the very end. See, most of us pay attention to how much media, whether somebody's popular, who's their, um, you know, what is that called? Their, their, um, the, you know, their starlight or, or whatever them people is that, you know, um, but a product when it's made, it's made with intentions, just like everything in this universe. When you put out energy, when you say something to someone, it's about the intentions that you deliver it on. You know, my family has this way where they talk to me. And I'm very direct when I talk to them. I come straight out to those that I'm really, really comfortable with. People who know me and understand how I communicate, I'm very direct. They don't ever take it and get insulted about that. And the reason why is because they understand that my intentions are coming from a good place. And that makes a big difference. So if I say, oh, your breath stink, they get it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I'm not saying it to insult them. I'm saying it be so that this can help or benefit them. That's the same way we communicate with people all the time, right? And when they tell us something, if some, if our enemy tells us something, if someone we know that don't like us tell us something, we feel a certain way about them. We kind of figure out, you know, like we can't trust anything they say, even though they they're trying to act like they're helping us. That's the reason why intentions is such a huge thing for us. And we've got to start paying attention to the way other people communicate with us, y'all. In this intention series, I'm going to talk about hair health and wealth. So we're going to cover a lot of aspects that, you know, I feel that you need to focus on and where things are going. For one, intentions, we're going to talk about hair health and wealth. So my friend just asked me, should she buy a house? Um, <laughs> because of her financial situation, buying a house right now is going to be tight. It's going to be really stressful for her with her putting, you know, um, a lot of things on her back right now. But my advice to her is the same thing I'm going to tell all of you guys. The answer is yes. And let me break this down to you. So I read this report from Forbes that said that the statistics show that they're expecting to have an increase of billionaires within the next 10 years in the future. Now, the thing they're not sharing with you is if they're increasing uh, expectation of billionaires, that means that there is a certain percentage that is going to be also added to people who have um financial trouble who are not meeting the the who are not meeting the financial aspects that that we that you should expect so if you got if the if they're expecting future billionaires then they're also expecting that there's going to be a lot of people below the poverty level and below the poverty line i used to always tell my family all the time let me tell you something. The whole middle class is being deleted. So either you're moving forward towards becoming wealthy or you're getting closer to becoming homeless. 
There's no middle ground right here. There's a couple of things happening. If you pay attention, the government is already trying to implement things where they're going to be paying you monthly, like, you know, how people get paid on AFDC or, you know, some kind of housing um, situation. That means they already know there's going to be less jobs and you're going to be economically at a disadvantage. Also, if you didn't know, there's a financial report that comes out that tells you where they're planning to go. So it's like it's generated every for every 30 years. So they're meaning that that meaning that in 2030, they have already decided there are some new jobs that should be in place and some new jobs that will not be existing anymore. I'll give you a couple of the new jobs that's going to be in place. Cyber farming. What is cyber farming? Basically, you're going to be farming indoors because the land, the soil is so bad and contaminated that you're not able to grow anything for, they're not expecting the soil to be able to grow for another 20 to 30 years. So it is going to become economically more affordable to have farming in homes. So you're going to find that there are, there are trees and different types of potted plants that they have and even the soil that it accelerates very fast. So when it would normally take a herb or excuse me, a fruit to um, produce within a whole season, it can do it within weeks. Next thing is truck driving. They're actually estimating that truck drivers are no longer going to be um, used or needed in by by 2030. And the reason why is because you have more cars that are going to be self-driving cars along with trucking. They're going to have more trucking cars that are going to be able to go down longer routes and longer routes. And so with that, they're not going to need truck drivers as much. You, they're also not expecting you to have your basic... Um, Used to have a job at McDonald's. You'd be able to go and and take a, you know, get your first job, but um, at McDonald's nowadays, about twenty years ago, all that changed. People literally living a whole life and raising kids and family at a job at McDonald's. Hence, the reason why they were asking for for the income to be raised so that it could be a workable and livable wage. Well, okay, if you didn't know, there's a company called Nola Robotics. They launched a fast food robot that has said that they say that this, this robot can fry chicken wings, french fries, other foods. They can season the food. They can plate the food autonomously. It's called Wingman and it's available to rent to a company for $2,999 a month, which they're saying is literally half the cost for them to actually hire a human being to work at that fast food place. Now, they're also saying <laughs> this computer robot, this Wingman can also bread chicken, toss fries, add dry and they can add dry rub to wings and for about three thousand dollars basically this whole thing is just cheaper to have and it's significantly much more affordable for a company so therefore you can go to a fast food restaurant in a matter of like a couple years you're not going to see a person but maybe one or two people employees running the whole place so they're going to probably replace what they might have needed a shift to turn um, two or three, three shifts. And they might need about 20 to 15 people, somewhere around that, 
to run for the day. They're going to need two people for the day. You're going to be able to go into the, to the lobby of that damn restaurant and place your order, swipe your card and wait for that one or two attendant to come and pass you your food until they replace that with a robot. And that's it. So therefore, that's just the start of that type of jobs. But they're also estimating in this financial report, let me tell you, they're saying that your children aren't going to be able to buy a house. So right now, if you own a house, the chances that your child, your offspring is going to be able to buy a house is going to decrease dramatically. And the reason why is because they're not going to be able to afford it. So when you look at the whole, look at the whole structure here of what's happening, your children aren't going to be able to afford houses, but they're also going to be more than 60% of them that is not going to be available for sale. They're making more houses right now, but they're not making them to sell you guys. Corporations are owning the houses. Corporations are buying the houses and it ain't no more flip and fix. They renting, they keeping, they're holding. So you're going to move into an apartment or you could move into a house, but you will be renting that bitch. You will lose the wealth and generational wealth you're trying to build. I'm going to tell you this right now where a lot of people don't really recognize, but when you look at the billionaires in this world, they might what they call it, put their money into different resources and they have all these different things going on. But let me tell you what's still holding 80% of their wealth is real estate. To own real estate is going to always be your best bet. And here's the thing. I tell people all the time, if you can't buy a house, buy some land. In fact, I actually will advocate for you to buy land before you buy a house because technically you're still renting a house. You rent a house to buy because the bank owns the house. And until you pay off that bitch, you still renting. Here's the deal. When you buy land, you can buy land different places depending where you at. You might buy some land for 20 grand, 60 grand, but you can pay it off. You can come and pay that land off. And when it's all said and done, that's all you're paying. I own 30 acres myself personally. I mean, when I first bought that land, everybody was looking at me like, why are you just buying land? And I was like, why are you not? When I bought that land, I bought that land, um, I think it was 2018. When I bought it, I bought two different plots. Um, and build up on it, but I might've spent out my pocket, no jive to you, maybe six grand. I'm telling you 33 motherfucking acres in California in prime farm land. You can't even buy one acre right now for $6,000. And guess what? Every single month, I get a, some kind of email or some kind of letter in the mail trying to buy that land from me for almost triple the amount that I spent on that land. The property value of went up so dramatically. And when I pay taxes, I pay taxes once a year. Each plot, one is for $6, one is for maybe $12. I don't recall off my head, but altogether, I don't spend $40 to pay the taxes off on that damn land. 
It's over. It's done. It's free and cleared. Since then, we've picked up several other plots of land. Same scenario. The difference is no matter what you have, you can pass land, you can pass land down to your, to your children. That's one thing they're not reproducing more of. You're not getting land, but you know what? You can always build on it. And at the end of the day, you can get a trailer. You can, um, you could, it's yours. You could do whatever you want to. So I always tell people buy some land. And if you could buy some land with a well on it, that's even great. Um, a few of the plots that we have actually have a well on it. That means that's water. That is not, you're not paying a water bill. You're getting natural spring water. So yes, I'm telling her to buy, yes, buy a house. Try. Do what you have to do. Get together. We as a community need to team up, whether it be three, four of us, team up together. Buy something. Hold something. Stop selling everything. This generation, I am so disappointed in you. Like when I look sometimes and see a commercial run, I can't believe motherfuckers is over here renting clothes. Who rents clothes? How the fuck they renting clothes? Like that shit, like once you wear it, it's used. Like I'm not even going to talk about all of the reasons I don't even buy used stuff and all the different things and spirits and energy that you're bringing with it. But you're going to buy you renting somebody else's clothes. So what happens when your money goes funny, when you get, when, when it starts going down or whatever? So you don't, you mean they could repo your clothes too? You don't even have the clothes on your back. You don't own that. They're rent, you guys are driving and renting cars. Turo is taken off in billions as a company. People sitting over here renting cars. Go get a bucket. What happened to that back in the day? I'm going to tell you this right now. Find an old Chevy. Find something. Own it. Own it right out. How are we going to a generation of people that's just literally written everything? You own nothing. And that's exactly where they plan to have you. Like I said, what is the intentions behind some of these corporations? What is the intentions behind what they're trying to go with? What, it, what they're selling you? You got these hair companies and hair products and I watch them all day long. And they would steal from the little guys. And I know they steal from the little guys because I had to come at a couple of them, my damn self, and sue them and give them a cease and desist. Before, when I even came out with my company, Black Silk, I was only six months in the game when I was already being offered by a major, major multi-billion dollar corporation. They was asking me, would I sell my brand? I wasn't even getting the brand off the... But damn, they wanted my company because of the intentions that was behind every product. I made my products by hand. When I first started off, my daughter was two years old and she had a skin problem. Her, her, she had this eczema problem that was so bad 
And what happened was when I took her to the doctor, the doctor, you know, they gave me some cream. The cream didn't really work that well. But by me coming from the islands, I kind of, you know, started thinking to myself, how could I solve this? I And I remembered about certain herbs and how to extract oil. So I decided to just go outside and go to my mother at that time used to have like a herb garden and we used to have some at the new house we bought as well. But I just decided to start picking some herbs and I started to grind it and curate it and I turned it into an essential oil. When I made that essential oil, I pour it into her bath water and then I let her take a bath in it. That I, back then I called it the special blend. But now on my black silk line, is actually called my sugar and almond, my sugar and almond oil. And I kept that original blend and that original oil because within weeks, her skin started clearing up. And then I would take the, take that and I start using it on my client's hair. And when I said to you, it was like I was a drug dealer at the middle of the night. I'll get up, I'll get all my ingredients. I'll make my oil once it's set and curry for a while. Then I started making my bottles on that. And then it was like every bottle I was sold for $20. And if I made 10 bottles, I was like, okay, 20, 40, 60, 80. I was counting out my money. Like I was a drug dealer. And by the end of the week, a bit was making rent. Now I took that same thing and continued with it. And that's, it made me realize that I had something. So when I did come out with black silk, everything, my model was everything is designed to heal, grow, or protect. And that's because that's exactly what it was. If I did not was trying to solve a problem in that area, I had no need to even pay attention to make a product. I made products back then because of the fact that I couldn't trust the intentions of the products that was on the market. I knew what I can do. I knew that I made this. I knew that it came from me. I know how good it was. It didn't matter if somebody else didn't know. It didn't matter who didn't buy it. And because I made it, because I grew it, because I took care of it, the cost and the overhead was always low. So I could do the test of time. We going 10 years in the game strong, 100% family owned and operated. So it didn't matter to me whether or not it was the hottest thing on the market because our wealth, our sales were so good because once they people tried it, they loved it. They took care of it to this damn day. I got customers that's 20 years old. They remember when I was in South Central doing hair. They didn't even know I played in the color purple. They didn't know who the hell I was. I think... <laughs> I was just a braider. I was just this girl making oil. I was just this girl doing real estate. Then later on, they found out who I was and was like, wow, how did you keep it quiet? I was like, I didn't keep nothing quiet. God speaks when God was ready to roar. So what I'm saying to you is the intentions behind these things. A lot of the times you're using, you know what they, they tell you, oh, be careful, essential oils. It can be harmful. That's because they're synthetic. When you're able to go to a damn grocery store and pick up an essential oil for $3, first of all, you have to understand when you make oil, 
just to get one ounce can take about six hours. And literally the hard work that goes into it, you have a little bit of oil that you have to. So essential oils has to be blended with other oils. Otherwise, it's too strong to just put. You can't just use it directly on your skin. It is very potent. So this is the reason why you want it to be blended the right way. But they are making so many synthetic products now that this is why you're getting sick because it's cheaper. You take it, you use it, you put it into your skin, into your hair and whatever goes into your hair, whatever goes into your skin goes into your pores. When something goes into your pores, it goes into your bloodstream. When something goes into your bloodstream, it goes into your body and it starts going to your brain, your organs, your liver, your lungs. And you want to know why you have health problems. When they say trust the brand, be careful who tells you. Always learn the intent. And this is the reason, another reason, you guys, that you have so many wonderful brands that start off and you love it. And then when they get such a high level, because in order for them to grow to that level, in order for them to be able to, to run million-dollar commercials, they need million-dollar backing. And these banks ain't trying to help you with a small business. Trust me. That's a whole nother story and a whole nother day. So... Literally, they have to team up. And then when they team up with these companies, these companies, they, they get all the synthetic products. They, they lower the quality in it. And then they're damaging. Your hair is breaking out. Your hair is having problems. You're having health problems. You don't even know that it's connected to the shampoo conditioners. It is that big. Think about all the things, the makeup that you're using. Did you know you just heard about Johnson and Johnson where they were saying literally the talcum powder was contaminated and they've been known this for decades. And that same talcum powder is used in about 90% of makeup to this day. That's made out of talcum powder. So the makeup is contaminated. The point I'm trying to help you to truly understand is that you need to sometimes look at the intentions behind the maker of a product and not look at the commercial and how popular and whether or not it is sometimes accessibility. If it's in every single motherfucking corner of the earth and it's like a 20 billion trillion dollar corporation, it's not necessarily saying it's the very best thing, but it's not saying it's the worst. I'm just saying you have to look beyond that. Sometimes, you know, that homemade food just hit differently, don't it? Even that small restaurant, that homemade little small restaurant, it just hit differently than the quicker, you know, fast food and, and what all the preservatives have to go into it. You got to pay attention to intentions because without understanding the intentions behind something, you will fall for anything.